Hello and welcome to the podcast. I hope all of you are having a great day. My name is Derek Kani Joe. If you haven't already, please consider subscribing to the podcast. It really goes a long way. Also, if you have any feedback or specific topics you want to hear me talk about, please please let me know. Today I want to talk about the restaurant industry and the economics of restaurants. I am by no means an expert on this topic. I just find the restaurant business very interesting and I have been trying to learn more about it. Let's start by looking at things from a very high level. The restaurant industry itself is very durable. And by that I mean the industry will be around many decades from now. And generally as countries and people get more wealthy, they spend a larger percentage of their income on food away from home. My guess is that the restaurant industry as a whole should grow at similar rates to real GDP per capita. What's interesting is that if you look around, you won't see restaurants with 200 tables, but you will see smaller format restaurants with maybe 8 to 30 tables. So successful restaurant concepts don't grow in size per location, but they grow in number of locations. There are two ways for an existing restaurant chain to grow its sales. The easy option is to open more stores. But the superior option is to have existing stores do more sales. The industry phrase for this is called same store sales. And same store sales is a function of customer traffic and average check. So the aim is to get more people into your restaurant and then to get them to spend more money per order. what you want what you want to avoid is a situation where the restaurant chain is opening new units at a time where same store sales are declining the concept of same store sales also applies in retailing and lodging but a word of caution here investors and analysts love to see growth in same store sales but like any metric this one can also be gamed if the objective of the restaurant manager is to grow same store sales then he or she could quite easily do that by spending heavily on marketing without achieving an appropriate return on investment so when trying to understand any business make sure you look at different metrics in order to get a big picture understanding of what is going on let's switch things up and talk about competition most people would say that the restaurant business is competitive but based on personal experience I don't think restaurants are actually competing on price. I think they're competing for seats. I'm the kind of guy who likes to visit the same restaurant time and time again. What I notice is that every now and then the restaurant will redecorate the interior, move locations, or change the marketing strategy. All of this are still acts of competition, but it is not direct price competition. What I rarely see are restaurants cutting prices. cutting the prices of the food on their menu what this tells me is that the markup or gross margin on the food must be pretty stable other actions such as redecorating are for sure still expenses but they happen lower down on the income statement and it doesn't affect the markup on the food one of my favorite restaurant chains is chick-fil-a they are known for their chicken sandwiches and waffle fries The company is privately owned by the Katie family. What I like about this business is that almost everything they do is unique and different from other fast food franchise players. For example, 
Chick-fil-A is closed on Sundays. On the surface, this seems like a very dumb decision because 20% of sales at other fast food chains happen on Sunday. But the founder of the company wanted Sunday to be a day of rest for his franchisees, his stores, and his family. As it turns out, despite opening 52 fewer days per year, Chick-fil-A still manages to average over $4 million in sales per restaurant. Nobody comes close, by the way. Another thing that Chick-fil-A does differently is that they run the business with no debt. Most fast food franchisors, on the other hand, tend to take on quite a bit of debt. And there is nothing wrong here. The business model allows it and the money is used to open more stores. But the founder of Chick-fil-A decided that he wanted to add restaurants slowly and only using internally generated cash flows. He also believed that Chick-fil-A was God's company and he saw himself as a caretaker of the assets. There's so many other things that I like about Chick-fil-A. It's a really great case study. I think business schools should teach this stuff. Another restaurant chain whose business I like is In-N-Out, which is owned by the Snyder family. If you ever get the chance, try their milkshakes. Speaking of drinks, let's talk about everybody's favorite coffee chain, which of course is Starbucks. For starters, coffee is a great product to sell. It is habit-forming, it can be consumed in large quantities, and it is relatively inexpensive. Starbucks has also successfully positioned itself as a third place where people hang out, have business meetings, and go on dates. Going forward, I think restaurants will have to embrace technology, and Starbucks is a really great example of this. A lot of their stores have drive through lanes, mobile ordering, delivery, and curbside pickup. Because of COVID-19 and social distancing measures, restaurant concepts that have an off-premise model will have an advantage over those that don't. What I find most interesting about Starbucks is the success of the Starbucks app. Now, I don't have the app, but I guess many of you have it. And by the way, this is very clever. Starbucks has managed to get many of its customers to stop using cash and debit cards and to instead use its app as a payment option. By doing this, Starbucks achieves a couple of things. First, Starbucks saves 1-2% to in processing fees from credit card companies. Two, Starbucks gets access to your purchase habit and can now tailor their marketing just for you. And three, the money that you preload in the Starbucks app is basically an interest-free loan for the company. Here is how it works. The only way you can cash out of your Starbucks balance is to buy coffee. And this is a promise that Starbucks can always keep. And since people are busy, they sometimes forget about the money in this account. So some of the money in the Starbucks app will actually go unspent. This is called breakage. And when you look at its financial statements, Starbucks is holding about $1.4 billion in the app. Uh, since a portion of this amount will go unspent, Starbucks gets to record this as revenue. So the company is in effect getting paid to hold this money. This is way, way better than borrowing from bondholders. If you ever want to have a liability on your balance sheet, this is a pretty good one to have. 
and gift cards work the same way. My close friends know that I'm a fan of Mr. Beast and his work. For those that don't know, Mr. Beast is an American YouTuber with only with over 50 million subscribers. His videos center on extreme acts of generosity. Anyway, he recently launched Mr. Beast Burger by partnering with 300 independent restaurants that were struggling because of COVID. And since the kitchens of these restaurants were underutilized, Mr. Beast provided them with the packaging and instructions on how to make the burgers. The model is delivery only and the revenue from the food is shared between Mr. Beast and the restaurants. I think we will see more creators push into virtual dining, but the barriers to ent entry in this business are higher than selling merch on the internet. There are so many other interesting things happening in the restaurant value chain that I haven't touched on. We haven't even talked about delivery aggregators like Uber Eats, Food Panda, and Grubhub. Another interesting development is the rise of ghost kitchens. I am still trying to learn more about this and it's all pretty new to me. So if you have experience in this area or you're an expert on the topic, please reach out to me. Lastly, if you found this episode useful, please like and subscribe. It will make me very happy. That is all for today. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Until next time.